Welcome to In Your Area. Today we have a quick conversation between Jesse Pollard of Sona Visual and Ryan Volmar of Spark Real Estate. They are touching on recent changes in legislation to drone photography in Alberta, the benefit of aerial pictures for realtors and their clients, and how to partner with an aerial company to get the best results. Jesse chats about his experience in ensuring their photography meets the new requirements and how to avoid liability when selecting your third-party vendors. We hope you enjoy. Hi, my name is Ryan Vollmer. I'm the broker of Spark Real Estate. I'm just sitting here with Jesse from Sona Visual. We're going to talk about drone footage and aerial footage today. Awesome. Thanks for the intro. Uh, as uh, Ryan was saying, and Jesse Pollard with Sona Visual. I'm the operations manager there and uh, heavily invested in understanding aerial for the last uh, several months with all the uh, changes. Yeah, I, I think it's important because I know that there's uh, a lot of questions, especially when it comes down to what you guys have to go through to actually do the footage for us for our listings. So I think the first thing that we were going to talk about was what you guys have to do to get permits because I know that's changed in the last little bit. For sure. That, and that's that's a huge question that not a lot of people realize is that as of June 1st, there was a regulation change that kind of flipped the whole aerial industry upside down. And what that meant was everything that used to be the process now is different. So in the past, um, you would have a aerial drone specialist that would get a, his SFOC or hers, SFOC. It's a regulation just to fly within the regulations of NAV Canada, just because there's certain regulations, so you can't fly so much distance between a person, a building, those kind of things. There's so many different regulations. And so as of June 1st, they, they switched the whole industry and they said, you know, that was what it was, but because of all these issues that were coming, people flying drones where they're not supposed to be, those kind of things, they wanted to crack down on regulations. And so they created what's now called the basic and advanced license. This is through Transportation Canada. Basic license uh, allows you to do aerial work in an, a small area, whereas the advanced license lets you go near airports, closer to buildings, closer to people, all those things that are factors when actually doing aerial work. And so with those changes, it uh, changed the whole process with who you work with. So for example, we actually have to get permits for doing the work, which wasn't there before. So with cost and everything, we didn't have to pay any fee, but now with uh, the permitting process, just to meet the kind of regulations and stuff, we have to actually pay a fee. So some of the, the realtor's money is part of actual pricing to cover some of that cost. That's not really known, I don't think. So I, like, I, I know a lot of drone footage is done like rural but we also do it in the city so there's obviously a lot of difference when you're doing in the suburbs versus being out in the in the rural that's probably the difference between the basic and the advanced uh yes and in in a way uh it is one of the big things is it also depends on who owns uh the land so for example if you are going to a farm the farmer owns the land and so you can take off and land on his land because he has permission on the land now when you come into the city you own your house, but you don't necessarily own the land around it. It's owned by other people, it's owned by the city. So that's where you have to work with, um, depending on where you're actually uh, shooting, uh, is a big thing is depending on which location. So everybody has their own regulations. Edmonton, Calgary, Airdrie, Chestermere, everywhere has their own bylaws and process. And so we're actually um, creating kind of a, a rule book and uh, a step-by-step -step guide uh, for our own uh, side of how to book 
for these different areas because each of them have a different kind of process that you need to follow. So it used to be where you just would contact Nav Canada, no problem. Nav Canada runs all the air. They own the air airspace. And so they actually control all that. They, they're the ones that deal with aircraft 24-7. And it's really easy to work with them and get permitted right away. So there's no cost for that. That has always been part of the process because they have always owned the air. But with these changes, you have to now work with bylaw, uh, a whole bunch of different areas. So how long does the process take from when somebody contacts you and says, okay, if they want to uh, get an aerial aerial footage of a, a house in the city, because it's probably going to be more to do than if it was a rural area, um, how, like, how long does it take you to get that process done? Unfortunately, it takes a lot longer than uh, I think realtors want, because uh, when it comes to your listing, you want to get everything done and up and out uh, right away just because you want to get it to market, right? So you want to get your photos done, your measurements, all that kind of stuff, but then you're wanting your aerial done at the same time because for convenience sake, you don't want 800 people coming in and trying to do something for the listing, right? So uh, unfortunately at the moment in Calgary, now it does depend again right. on city, uh, it takes about two to five days to get a permit, which isn't a long time, but a lot of people work where it needs to happen overnight and uh, so it's it's just not that fast for the permitting process. I'm working on ways to try and get that reduced uh, by working with the city and stuff where hopefully we can have say an umbrella where it's just like they're certified, they know what we're doing, they follow all the processes, just submit their st our stuff to them so that that time can be reduced. At this time that's not how it works so it does take two, two to five days. So you guys obviously, um, you guys all, like have are doing your homework to make sure you follow the rules. Are there companies out there that don't? Absolutely. <laughs> so, and that's I, I I know from um, I know from experience, like not myself, but uh, I know that there's been certain times where I mean people are getting drone footage up pretty quickly. So one, I would assume that would be a hindrance to your to you guys, especially when other companies could be quicker because we all know that everybody everybody wants everything now. Yes. So what's uh, what happens if you start shooting a drone somewhere and are caught? Which I was assuming it would happen. It could happen a lot because it's public when the you know under with the realtors marketing. For sure, um, it's it's they're they're really cracking down on it. You're starting to see now the fines happening, um, and they're also increasing. So it used to be it was like a, a thousand bucks slap on the wrist kind of thing, but now you're seeing like fifteen thousand. You're looking at much higher. Uh, fines that are related and stuff so the hardest thing is you know a lot of the people are going under the radar because they're like oh it just won't happen to me like I won't get caught that being said though uh, I'm working with so the Calgary police they have their own chief that focuses on UAV and when I was talking with him he actually had to cut me short uh, this was a little while back because he was called because someone was doing aerial drone work near the airport and they weren't allowed to. So that stuff is known, um, like Nav Canada, they track everything and they can know kind of what's out there. That being said, also drones have like a, it's not an IP, I don't know the actual terminology for it, but they have a way that you can just go near them and see, you know, 
who it is because oh, really? all that kind of stuff yeah wow. there's a bunch, it's like its bunch own little of it. transponder yeah a transponder that thank you yeah it's a transponder which moving forward is going to make police's job a lot easier of finding people and getting on top of that right um, that being said a lot of people also call 311 because they'll be like hey there's a drone are they allowed to do that so we actually work with them as well because if somebody calls in they can then say oh no sona visual is actually um, allowed to film because they've gone through the process, they're permitted to fly, da, 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 da. So it's hard because going through the right way doesn't always lead you to the most profit, but it's just kind of the right thing to do, I guess. And so with the June 1st changes, uh, also for a business, there's a lot more uh, risk, I guess, for not following the right process. So for us, it just kind of made sense to do it the right way, even if that means we're not booking as often or those kind of things that will come with time um, but then hopefully you know we're helping pioneer this kind of area because like we we're chatting about um, it's completely changing the industry and there's new things that are happening all the time so we're having to be very reactive at the moment and it'd be good to get to a place where we're more setting the trend I guess or on top of it so that uh, that's not the case well I think it's it's like that with anything as soon as New rules come in, the people that do it, you know, it's the same thing with real estate. You do things properly, and then as things go, I mean, everybody's covered, and, you know, you're more successful later because the people that aren't doing it properly, that could actually hurt their business down the road, right? 100%. So yeah. speaking of liability, so obviously, like, if you're if you're a drone company, like, doing aerial, and you're not doing it properly, you can get fined, mm-hmm. like you said. As a real estate agent, if you were to hire a company that wasn't doing the permits properly, and there was, is there any liability if they're not doing it properly, or what's, let's say... Um, they the company that you're using crashes the drone and breaks a window like is that like is there insurances in place that you that you guys have or is it, is it can any of that fall on the real estate agents themselves so I, I guess it depends who you're working with you do need insurance to fly a drone so when you get your advanced license it's required that you have two million liability now if they have that or not that's uh, you know a question that's up there we definitely have that as well as uh, we actually work with the city where we add them onto our insurance so they cover additional if that makes sense okay uh, because they kind of run the show here in calgary so we work closely with the city so we have our two million but then they also have you know additional stuff Uh, whereas joe schmo he's going to show up and um, he probably doesn't have anything and i can guarantee you then it would fall because you're the one bringing them to do the work for someone professional it's not to say that it still couldn't fall on you I, I don't know that um, I just don't see that happening because you're hiring us to be the professional uh, and we have the right things in place but a lot of people might not and that's where it could definitely come back and bite you what's the benefit to a realtor in, in having these aerial photos done huge benefits it used to be where it was just trying to sell the acreage right it just gave you a sense of the scope the magnitude of uh, a property but now when it comes to inner city I feel like one of the biggest pushes is that people are wanting to you're trying to sell a lifestyle not just a home so you're wanting to show community shots you're wanting to show how close you are to downtown you're wanting to show park access trying to get that wow factor right right right? so it's just like it's it's the wow factor and it's at the same time it's um not every agent will use the drone mm-hmm. um, because you know it's, it's hard to say and that's why I was curious earlier because about the the cost with the way the market's been if people are using them less or more to elevate their listings but 
it really, um, especially when you're trying to get that listing, mm -hmm. it really um, just gets that wow factor for the seller to say, hey, they, they'd actually do everything they can to market. A hundred percent, that extra, extra mile, and it helps you stand out, especially in a tough market. What we're seeing is a lot of realtors spend less, which is natural because you have that holding cost. However, a lot of um, kind of top realtors that seem to get the most amount of business, they're actually investing more. And the reason that is, is because there's, if you look at the actual numbers and stuff, uh, the, the numbers for housing hasn't dropped substantially. There's still a lot of houses going on market, but a lot of realtors are like, oh no, I'm just, you know, I'm scared. I don't want to, you know, invest in these things. But then you have the big players where they're investing more. So then they're getting those opportunities. That being said, a lot of the houses are not selling as quick either. Right. So it is uh, a catch-22 again. <laughs> well, and I think just in, I mean, on a broader scope too, realtors are really having to prove their value way more than they ever did. I mean, mm -hmm. we, you know, with obviously with the internet and how much information is out there, um, it just, and it just helps to give that added value. But at the same time, um, you know, the industry really needs to, step it up and there's a lot of really great agents that step it up mm -hmm. um and this is, but this is just one of the things like it, it making sh like taking care of your clients is so important mm -hmm. um and putting everything into it that you can do and that like this like this kind of uh footage really really elevates it i mean it creates um, that wow we had factor. a list like we had a, we had a listing in the brokerage that was way out in um sundry like in the middle of nowhere and we got this really good drone i, I don't know if it actually sold it or not but everything was sitting on the market for you know, months and we had an offer within a week. So, I mean, the value there is incredible. So it is a value add. Oh, it, abso it, it absolutely is. is. Yeah. I mean, it, in all honesty though, like when it comes to photos, um, it really does help sell the property. It's the foundation of selling a home. Like if you're a buyer and you see all those terrible hand shot camera phone, like yes, cameras are getting better, but you still don't have the depth perception and all those kind of things that a you know professional photographer can bring to the table but personally like I'll, I'll you know I'm in the market always looking for homes and when I see a house that just doesn't have good photos I'm not even I, I instantly leave like I'm just not even interested so adding aerial though too like that just gives another wow factor that can bring you in but again if it's that cookie cutter house I don't know if that's going to be like oh wow like it's just it's that house still so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. recognizing yeah. the opportunity. A hundred percent. What it sure. brings value. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, and then just, uh, and then going back to your point about like when we were talking about the, the, the photos, I mean, it's really comes down to, you know, be good at what you're good at. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that realtors aren't good at taking pictures, but I mean, we, people sell us to, they hire us to sell their home, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what we do. We get somebody else to take your pictures for you. That's professional, please. See, that, that's, that's honestly brilliant because you're good at what you're good at. You're, you're trying to sell the home and you have the relationships, the connections, all that very complicated stuff is, is taxing. So why focus so much on doing those other things as well? when really you should be putting all your effort into closing the deals and finding the leads, all that kind of stuff. You know, and when it comes down to affordability um, in, in slower markets, or even just as a practice, like the one thing that realtors can do is, you know, you could, they could charge their sellers up front a certain amount for marketing if they wanted, or, you know, you put something in there where if it doesn't sell, they get reimbursed a certain amount that way, you know, the, or if they, you know, terminate their listing early, they can, 
make that up because they haven't been able to get it out. So there's certain ways around it, especially um, especially with the cost going up. I mean, it does benefit everybody, really. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that's an issue with privacy? As in, like, if you're doing a, a, like a house in the city and then all of a sudden you have a shot of people's backyards and what's going on, is mm-hmm. there an issue with privacy with that? So that was something that came up recently because we were following all the right processes, but then, you know, people were wondering, well, do we have the right kind of things in place for privacy? So I actually went above and beyond, I guess, and I connected with uh, the Canadian Privacy Commissioner to find out what the regulations are. Now, there are 10 rules that they have on a federal level. We comply with all of those. Um, they're not very complicated. It's more, you know, if there's someone in the shot, you have to blur out the face, stuff like that. But there's 10 rules. Now, it does vary province to province. So provincially, there's also a privacy um, kind of commission. And so I reached out to them. And for Alberta, fortunately, they follow the same as federally. Other provinces, I haven't done a ton of research, but I know that there are other provinces that have their own mandates uh, separate from the federal level. So is the benefit then of partnering with a company like Sona or whomever, a certified partner, is that you would already have this information? Yes. You're the experts, you know, so a realtor wouldn't have to worry about understanding what those requirements are. A hundred percent. Okay. Absolutely. And I think it's just to ask questions. Like you can talk to a lot of these people that do aerial work, but I I don't know if they're going to give you all these kind of answers um, because they're just trying to do aerial work because it's super cool adds great value, but um, following the right process, there's always something to be said about that. And I was just thinking, I don't even know how long drones have been being used for, um, because it hasn't been that long. I'd say it's only in the last five or six years, maybe? Yeah. Like, where it's been actually a a normal thing. So, yeah, it's been evolving pretty quick. So it's the infancy, really. Who knows where it could take us. Totally. Well, even with, like, Amazon now testing... Um, shipping shipping with it which is just mind-blowing you know I think there will be a time where we're going to be getting deliveries that way maybe I don't know maybe I sound crazy but there's just going to be have a lot of regulations behind it so the process is starting but it's just it's it's constantly evolving and changing so um, staying on top of it and finding out all these processes is super important. What, you know, from a real realtor's perspective, what are some of the key questions they should ask early on in the relationship um, when working with a company? So should they be asking about things like this advanced um, certification? Absolutely. I I believe so. Because not having it, like you could be then held liable like we kind of chatted about, right? That's well, and it's it's, it's similar with our... um the companies that do our measurement, well, with it, when it comes to measurements, they yeah. have to be insured if they're not. Exactly. And there's a problem, it, it will come back down right. on the realtor for sure. A hundred percent, right? So, so it would be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, It you always have to do your due diligence, right? And I, I guess that's the, the hard thing is there's so many companies out there, there's so many people, but there's a lot of individuals that are like, hey, I'm a company, but they actually don't even follow any of this because they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, you know, out there trying to make a living doing some aerial work or measurement work or something but having the actual regulations and following it is it is important for sure for your own protection right well and i mean realtors as well like it's you know the the companies they use it's important to vet everybody anyway Mm. um because they're 
you're responsible for them. Mm-hmm. And these companies that you hire are representing you when exactly. it comes to your clients, right? Actually, yeah. Awesome. So I think, you know, some key takeaway for our listeners can certainly be um, to ch- pick and choose the right opportunities to use the aerial footage, right? There's a big value add to doing so. And partner with the right people. Make sure that you're asking those questions, you're doing your due diligence to ensure that you have the appropriate people handling this really important um, detail. Because like you said, Ryan, it's a third party relationship and, and it reflects on you. 100%. Absolutely. That's why it's good to look for kind of partnerships. So instead of just doing one-offs uh, with a, a company such as us, it, it's it's hard because sometimes you're always trying to save money, right? Because someone's $20 cheaper here or there. But working with a dedicated uh, person is usually the best because you want to build that partnership where it's if you're doing better, we're doing better, right? And so working together is always the best business process versus just hiring it because you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, a different kind of approach. And I, I mean, it's just even having that trust, like it, I, I I use one person for anything. You know, it's just important to, um, you know, these, you can trust these people and they're... Yeah, like you said, like they're going to be on site they're like your brand ambassador in a way right if they don't make you look good like it affects you right so finding the right partnerships working with the right companies um, all play a huge factor there's honestly a million things to being a realtor that i don't think people realize uh, me being one of them um, you know I've, I've learned a lot uh, about real estate uh, but uh, it's it's evolving itself and uh, you know the amount of actual knowledge and stuff that happens behind the scenes I think people don't realize the work that's involved and that's why we have this podcast 100% <laughs> awesome thanks so much guys no thank problem you. thank you thank you Ryan and Jesse And to our In Your Area listeners, we wish you a very happy holidays and all the best in the new year. We hope to see you the next time we are in your area.